mean, I can't even. Jamie Lynn Spears is speaking out. Christina Aguilera is speaking out. Just crazy. And of course, thank you to Instagram Stories because that is the outlet that both these queens um, chose to use on their platforms in order to get the news out there. And obviously, I'm sure by putting out on their Instagram Stories, they knew that it would be picked up almost everywhere um, because they're smart. And, you know, given the current climate of the, you know, Britney Spears saga and everything going on pertaining to Queen B, um, that's that. So obviously that, those are our first two stories. But before I get into all that, I want to say hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is I, Andrew DeVito, the Mistress of Bob Culture, coming at you on this lovely Tuesday morning. Hope you're all having a fabulous week. Having a fabulous week. Um, it's almost the 4th of July, which is really exciting. Had a good Monday, had a really great start. Uh, shout out to one of my lifelong friends, actually probably my first friend ever, uh, my girlfriend Paige. It was her birthday yesterday, um, which is just so fabulous and exciting. She was my first, we were literally friends when we were babies and then in grade school and then obviously, um, you know, the rest of our days, um, which is fabulous. She lives in Boston with her husband. Her wedding was just amazing. It was in 2018 in Rhode Island. It was gorgeous gorgeous I, and I also went to college in Rhode Island so I was like very happy I was like so thrilled and you know uh just excited to get to get back there and I haven't been there since then and I want to get back there very soon because I have such you know fond memories of my time in Rhode Island I was a college student and it was just simply adorable and just fabulous uh but what else happened um you know just a really fun fun day uh and um you know I, I'm hoping that this week is one of those weeks that flies by because I'm going home in two weeks which I'm really excited about um I miss my family I miss my parents house and I miss my parents gorgeous pool and you know, no shade to where I live now, but obviously I didn't grow up in, like, a gorgeous manor on the cliff side of uh, my lovely hometown. I, you know, live in a very, um, well, you know, I didn't want to complain because I live in West Hollywood, which is obviously the greatest place of all to live in LA, uh, with the exception of living in the hills, because obviously, you know, that's, like, goals. But, um, you know, stepping stones, stepping stones, early days, early days, as they say. But, uh, aside from that, um, not much else is new since we last chatted. I'm just racking my brain here because I feel like this is going to be a good episode with some real opinions. Because that is, I feel like I am the um, the the youthful. No, I don't want to throw shade. I feel like I'm the. I, I don't know. I just am like kindred spirits with Wendy Williams, who really says it as it is, gives her damn opinion. Not a, no apologies, not apologetic, and just does her thing, and that's how she makes a living, and that's you know my goal to do one day. So, anyways, um, let's just get into our first story, and obviously it's Jamie Lynn Spears breaks silence on Britney's conservatorship via Instagram stories. Now, before we read this, um, I'm going to play for you essentially what she said uh, here so you can hear it with your own ears, and then we'll reread the article. But I think most of it's going to be my opinion because I'm sure most of the articles is going to recap what she said. So, um, yeah, here is what Jamie Lynn Spears' sister Brittany said on her Instagram stories. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. I just want to take a second to address a few things. Uh, the only reason I haven't before is because I felt like until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, but now that she's very clearly spoken and um, said what she needed to say, I feel like I can follow her lead and say what I feel I need to say. Um, I think it's extremely great that the day I was born, I've only loved, adored, and supported my sister. I mean, this is my freaking big sister before any of this bullshit. I don't care if she wants to run away to a rainforest and have a zillion babies in the middle of nowhere or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has so many times before. Because I have nothing to gain or lose either way. This situation does not affect me 
either way because I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happy, her happiness. I've made a very conscious choice in my life to only participate in her life as her sister, as an aunt to those boys. Maybe I didn't support her the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after. Note that. I mean, I've worked since I was nine years old, paid my own freaking bills since I was 10 years old. Not that I owe the public anything, because my sister knows I love and support her. And that's the only person I owe anything to. I'm not my family. I'm my own person. I'm speaking for myself. I'm so proud of her for using her voice. I'm so proud of her for requesting new counsel, like I told her to do many years ago. Oh, not on a big public platform, but just in a personal conversation between two sisters. So I'm very proud that she's taken that step. If ending the conservatorship, if flying to Mars or whatever the hell else she wants to do to be happy, I support that 100% because I support my sister. I love my sister, always have, always will, as long as she's happy. So let's keep praying. That's all. Well, there you go. The words from the horse's mouth or straight from the horse's mouth or whatever that saying is or metaphor is, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry if you couldn't really hear that I was recording it from TMZ. So, thank you, TMZ. Okay, so from E! News, Jamie Lynn Spears breaks silence of Britney Spears' shocking conservatorship testimony. Jamie Lynn Spears is speaking out after Britney Spears' latest court hearing in a series of videos posted through Instagram stories. Yesterday, the 30-year-old actress adjusts her sister's shocking testimony and plead enter conservatorship after more than a decade. Um... Well, okay, I'm not going to read all of it because you literally just heard it with your own ears. But some of the highlights for me, which is also what E posted, is this. The only reason why I haven't spoken before is because I just wanted to feel until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly and it wasn't my place or it wasn't the right thing to do. Let's start with that. Totally perfect, totally understandable. Um, and I get that. Like, obviously, she's, she's not going to want to speak on behalf of her sister. Actually, I want to preface all this by saying after I saw this video a couple of hours, well, into it, I went on to various social media sites like E and, you know, whatever, just Jared, just to sort of get a pulse on like what the general consensus was in terms of feedback from other people. And a lot of people were saying it doesn't really address like, you know, people are never going to be happy. Even if she were to direct, like directly address what was going on, people are still going to have a problem with it. But a lot of people were saying, you know, what is having you having to do you saying you have supported yourself since you were nine years old, paying your own bills have to do with anything. What is like you you didn't really support her. Okay, I think all those people are literally either illiterate because they can't, like, comprehend and actually take in what she literally said where she actually, point blank, said, I told her years ago, privately, not on social media, to change up your team of conservatorship appointees or whatever. But, whatever. Okay, let's go back to doing, like, pull up by blow because there's a lot, a lot of thoughts about this. Um, Yeah, okay, so she waited until Britney spoke before she could say her own piece, which is great. Um, she's loved, adored, and supported her sister. That I actually do believe. Um, here's another thing. I don't care if she wants to run off to the rainforest and have a gazillion babies in the middle of nowhere, or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has so many times before, she explained. I have nothing to gain or lose either way. The situation does not affect me either way because I am only her sister who is only concerned with her happiness. Brilliant. Love it. Totally believe that. And it's true. Literally, I mean, she would have 
thing. She would, I mean, I guess she, the only thing she would have to lose if Brittany were to run, you know, go off the grid and hide is her relationship with her sister. But I mean, in terms of gaining, no, you, your sister being happy, I'm sure is a gain for you because it makes you happy knowing you can sleep well at night, knowing your sister is like in happy spirits and just, you know, full of glee, which literally she is, which is funny because she was actually on an episode of Glee. Remember Brittany and Brittany, um, Brittany S. Spears, Brittany Spears, you know what I'm talking about. Um, other bullet points. I've made a very conscious choice to only participate in her life as her sister, as an aunt to those boys. Oh, and then you didn't see this because it was a video. And obviously, this is audio because it's a podcast. She did a little wipe of the tear. There wasn't actually a tear there, but I get what she was trying to get at with that. And, you know, it was a little... I mean, also people, uh, the feedback I've been getting is like, was she acting or was she not acting? Because obviously, we all know she can act because she was the star of Zoe 101, one of the, the iconic Nickelodeon show back in the day. I didn't think she was acting at all. I mean... Maybe she had, like, a little piece of dust under her eye or something, but there definitely was not water coming out of her eyes. Um, I've admit, uh, as her sister, as an aunt to those boys, maybe I didn't support her the way the public may have liked me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you I have supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after that. Note that. I'm really glad that she said that, because there's so many, um, idiotic news people, quote-unquote news people that are, like, stupid, that think just the only way to free Britney is by posting a hashtag on social media, like, that's actually gonna sway the judge's opinion, when in the court of law, the judge probably is like, I don't even have social media, so, um, shut the F up, uh, there's a guy walking down the street with no clothes on, which is really weird, um, but that's life in West Hollywood, so, um, kind of odd, um, sorry to, you know, get off the beaten path here or anything, but, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what she said there, um, it's nobody's damn business how, or what her choice, uh, method of choice is in terms of, like, supporting her sister, and I think it's, it's even more meaningful the fact that she doesn't do it on such a global platform, like Instagram or Twitter, even though she took to Instagram today, but it's probably because so many people were like, you have to say something because of everything people are thinking, they're gonna think you're part of the problem, even though, okay, does this, this, this brings us back to what Brittany was saying in the testimony of the audio that was, um, put out, uh, on social media, Brittany said she wants to sue her family and that she wants to sue everyone, well, the only person that she, that, the only person that she directly addressed was her father, because Brittany did say, sort of as an overall umbrella effect of all this, that she wants to sue her family, but, she didn't specifically say Jamie Lynn Spears, her sister, or her mom. She, or she she just said my family. So I, I, I don't really know what that entails or specifically who she was talking about. I'm sure there are other members of Britney's family that none of us know about that are probably participating and or benefiting in this conservatorship in terms of, like, financial gain or whatever, which would be a truly awful, terrible thing, in fact, if that, in fact, was the truth. So let's hope it isn't. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, so next little tidbit of this article is this, um... Uh, she's saying she's her own person who's speaking for myself. I'm so proud of her for requesting new counsel, like I told her to do many years ago. Oh, not on big, not on a big platform, uh, but just in a personal conversation between two sisters she shared. So I'm very proud she has taken that step. If any of the conservatorship or whatever hell else she wants to do to be happy, I support that 100% because I support my sister. I love my sister, always have and always will, so long as she's happy. So let's all keep praying. That's all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that on that, I guess, period. Um, period, uh, in the words of, like, this new Gen Zer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I pretty much believe what Jamie Lynn was saying, because I'm really, I have a, feel like I have a good gauge in terms of off- the authenticity of people, um, so I'm thinking it's a yes, and, uh, um, that's that on that. And I'm really happy that she spoke about it, because it obviously gives m- me some fodder to talk about, uh, as well as, like, other platforms, and I'm glad that Jamie Lynn, her sister, who many people probably have been waiting with bated breath to hear, um, 
spoke about it. So yeah. But somebody else that is iconic that is speaking out about this in a great way is Christina Aguilera, the queen herself. We don't hear much from, but for years and years, you know, Brittany and Christina, there was a rivalry between them. I'm, I'm sure it was more of the media pinning two queenie pop stars against one another. Um, so I was always like, team Brittany, team Christina, even though I was team both because I literally love Jeannie in a bottle. I love Dirty. I love, I love Christina's whole evolution. I love her so much, as well as... Um, you know, Brittany and her evolution and eras and everything. But she's speaking out. So Christina Aguilera slams, quote, devastating and demeaning treatment of Britney Spears after her testimony. This is from E! News. Um, okay. Christina Aguilera is in Britney Spears' corner. In a statement posted to Instagram on June 28th, the singer, who rose to fame alongside Britney Spears first on the Mickey Mouse Club, and then again as they became internationally beloved pop stars in the early 2000s, addressed comments made during last week's conservatorship hearing. Christina, <coughs> excuse me, Christina applauded Britney for condemning the strict legal arrangement she says has wrongly controlled over the past 13 years. Quote, these past few days I've been thinking about the Britney, I'm thinking about the Britney. These past few days I've been thinking about Britney and everything she is going through. The Candyman performer wrote, it is unacceptable that any woman or human wanting to be in control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. Christina then acknowledged what it must feel like for Britney, quote, to be silenced ignored, bullied, or denied support by those within her inner circle, describing it as the most depleting, devastating, and demeaning thing imaginable. Continuing, quote, The harmful mental and emotional damage this can take on a human spirit is nothing to be taken lightly, she continued. Every woman must have the right to her own body, her own reproductive system, her own privacy, her own space, her own healing, and her own happiness. Among the claims included in Britney's shocking testimony was the revelation, of course, that she's prohibited from removing an IUD despite wanting to have a baby. Additionally, Britney likened the conservatorship to sex trafficking, going as far as to say she's being, quote, enslaved by her father, conservator Jamie Spears. While Christina admitted she's not privy to every detail of Britney's case, she said she can emphasize, em empathize, excuse me, through their shared experience of fame. Um, her statement continued, quote, the conviction and desperation of this plea for freedom leads me to believe that this person I once knew has been living without compassion or decency from those in control to a woman who has worked under conditions and pressure unimaginable to most. I promise you she deserves all the freedom possible to live her happiest life. My heart goes out to Brittany. Christina concluded she deserves all the emphasis, true love and support in the world. Um, I was literally, like, shed... I brought was, like, brought to tears when I read this. Not because I, I think that Christina and Britney have any type of rivalry. I don't. I think they were so beyond that in terms of, like, pop culture and whatnot. But because it's another pop superstar who's been through the ringer supporting another girl. I mean, obviously, Christina hasn't maybe gone through exactly what Britney went through. But the media was obviously very tough on Christina. And they were, they were like, the it girls of the 2000s. It was those two girls. I mean, of course, Beyonce and other people came. But it was Christina and Britney that were, like, the, like, bullseye of what at least for me, of, like, love of, like, queenie pop superstardom. So it's incredible that, it's incredible that she's supporting, not that I think, not that I would ever think she wouldn't. Um, this doesn't surprise me that she's coming out speaking on her behalf, but it's so amazing and it's so great and I'm so happy. It's women supporting women, which is what we love to see. So, bravo, Christina, you are always, you've always been iconic to me, an iconic queen to me, now you're even more so. So you solidified that for yourself. Um, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Now we bring ourselves to our third story of the day. It's a little bit of um, different news. A little bit of Bachelor news. This is from TMZ. It was interesting. Um, Bachelor stars got PPP loans during pandemic. Tasha Colton responded to criticism. Interesting. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that Bachelor stars are like con artists. Because, well, they're on a show called The Bachelor, which is basically like con love con. That's my opinion, though. Several big names from the Bachelor franchise are catching flack for receiving money from the government's Paycheck Protection Program during the pandemic. But two of them so far are defending it. 
If you don't know, the PPP loans were meant to aid small businesses to allow them to keep their work workforce employed during the COVID crisis. And new public records revealed companies associated with the Bachelor stars like Tasha Adams and Ari Leduic received loans in the past year in the amounts of $20,833 and $20,830, respectively. The companies that actually received the PPP loans are interesting. Tasha named her company Tasha Adams Media LLC, and Ari's is called Instagram Husband LLC. Yeah, fans are having a field day with that one. Um, another notable one is Colton Underwood Legacies Foundation is the Colton Underwood Legacy Foundation, which received an 11,355 PPP loan. Dale Moss also applied for a $20,000 loan, but it doesn't look like that one has been dispersed yet. Social media controversy about all this is picking up the big question. Why should these reality TV stars influencers be granted PPP loans for the, for her part, Tasha insists her company's PPP loan, PPP, PPP, was totally um, on the up and up. Her rep tells TMZ, quote, the primary purpose of the PPP loan is to help business owners retain their existing employees and create jobs for Americans who are financially impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. As a business owner, television and podcast host, the brand ambassador, Tasha obtained a PPP loan that enabled her to hire an employee to whom she offers market-based pay and benefits. We're told, we are as in TMZ, that we're told the employee Tasha hired with the PPP money was previously laid off from a media company at the start of the pandemic, the rep adds, since exhausting the PPP loan funds, but in light of the growing economy, Tasha has committed to retaining her employee for the foreseeable future. Likewise, Colton Underwood's rep tells TMZ, quote, Colton's nonprofit filed for the PPP loan after their annual fundraising events were canceled due to, the co- due to COVID. None of the PPP went directly to Colton. In fact, Colton has never received any form of payment from the foundation. All the proceeds go directly Two people living with cystic fibrosis. Um, and then Nick Vial, who's a you know fabulous Bachelor alum, a very successful podcaster, and somebody who's very woke and like in tune with what's going on in that in that world. I actually really like reading what when I do read about what he has to say. I actually really um I like it. I, I sort of agree with most of what he has to say, if not all. He tweeted, What's legal isn't always right, what's illegal isn't always wrong. Don't know everyone's situation, but my gut tells me any alum applying for a PPP loan is both savvy and shitty. Interesting debate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about PPP loans because I never applied for one, nor do I run a small business. But I do have to say, um, if these two are philanthropic, well, if Colton Underwood is philanthropic, then that's great. And if he's not actually cashing out from his company, then that's fine. And as well as Taisha, um, yeah, I mean, look, people of all different spectrums have companies and whatnot that uh, everybody was struggling during the pandemic. I mean, except for probably like the Kardashians, but um, I'm sure everybody... It's a really difficult thing, the government and funds and whatnot. I mean, I can't really speak exactly about it because, again, I didn't apply for one, nor do I even know it. Like, PP- I've heard what a PPP loan is. I don't <coughs> know exactly how it works, but it's an um, interesting thing. And I, um, it's interesting because, obviously, everybody's going to comment everything on social media, and that's the world we live in today. So I'm going to have some of my eyes, too, because my throat's getting a little bit, little bit dry. Hold on. Oh. Yes. Okay. Now we bring ourselves to our, ourselves to our fourth and final story of the day. This is the one that I'm actually kind of really, really sad and was really sad to read about this. This is from People. Um, Nene Leakes reveals husband Greg Leakes' cancer has returned. Quote, it's difficult. Hold on one sec. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, so if you're a Housewives super fan uh, or a fan of Real Houses of Atlanta, which is one of my favorite franchises, you know that Nene... Well, Greg is Nene's husband, and obviously he... Um, had cancer, uh, and, and it was a really difficult time. And of course, Nini was by his side throughout the entirety of it. And, um, I guess this is, this, this, it's returned and it's really devastating to read. Um, Greg's leaks cancer. Greg leaks cancer has returned. His wife, Nini leaks revealed on Monday 
The 66-year-old reality star who was previously diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer is back in the hospital recovering after undergoing surgery. Quote, he's been in the hospital for a week tomorrow. The Real Housewives of Atlanta alum 53 told the Jasmine brand <clears throat> during an Instagram Live when asked for an update on Greg. Quote, I'm sure he'll be home in about a week or so. He had to have surgery. She went on to tell the outlet that this is the first time she's disclosed the information of Greg's condition. It's difficult, she said, adding that Greg was, quote, different. He's super small, she said. If you've ever been around somebody who's had cancer before, he's different. He's different. Nini first went public about Greg's cancer diagnosis in June 2018. Quote, the fight begins, she said back then, captioning the emotional Instagram post of Greg and the doctor's office fans witness the effect of Greg's cancer, excuse me, fans witness the effect Greg's cancer treatment took on him physically as well as on their marriage throughout Real Housewives of, Real Housewives of Atlanta's 11th season. It's very, very hard to be a caretaker, she previously told people. People call and they say, how's Greg doing? And I want to throw the phone and say, how the F am I doing? I'm going crazy over here. Greg is wearing me out. I'm not good at this. Shit, I would rather hire somebody. Greg doesn't want me to hire somebody. But I'm just not good. I'm not good, I'm fluff I'm not good at fluffing the pillow. I'm good at buying the pillow. <clears throat> um, yeah, and that's in the article. So I'm sending my love and prayers and well wishes to Greg Leakes as well as Knee Leakes and their family and their children and their friends and everybody who knows them because that can't be easy on him um, or anybody. And um, I'm a huge fan of Nini and Greg and I love their marriage and I loved watching Greg on Housewives. I mean, he in the earlier seasons was such a good dad, gave such sound advice to his boys uh, full of wisdom and was really a really good partner for Nini. And, um, I'm just, you know, the biggest fan of them both. So yeah, I, I'm, it was really sad to read that, but I really hope he recovers and I hope he's okay. And I hope they're okay because they're goals, you know, and Nini to me, even though she left Bravo, um, <clears throat> is always going to be an icon, a queen. And she really is like the bee's knees. I love her so much. So yeah, those are, um, and those are our first stories of the day. I mean, there's a lot of other stories that are out there, but I thought these ones were the most interesting. Obviously, the first two, um, because of everything going on in the world, and I'm, like, super fascinated by it all. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, for this Tuesday episode. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. And um, with that, I hope you all have a great Tuesday, second day of the week, woo-woo, and I'll be back with you guys uh, Wednesday, hump day, tomorrow, for whatever stories come out. I hope something interesting comes out because, well, it makes my job easier. All right, everybody, have a good one. Bye-bye.